Hey everybody, Basement Sports Podcast number 37. We have made it this far, and tonight, duty, we have a guest. Uh, what's up, my bitches? You guys are going to be happy. It's not going to be just the two idiots talking to you. We actually got someone that knows what she's talking about. Yes, that is outstanding, and we are so happy to welcome Allison Kohler to the podcast. Allison from the Steeler Wire and also an NFL Wire contributor. Allison, how are you tonight? I am doing just fine and dandy. Thank you guys for having me on tonight. Oh, so happy to have you on to talk Steelers, the undefeated Steelers. Which yeah. I still, yeah. How exciting is that? I don't know. I, I just, it's, I have a hard time, hard time wrapping my arms around it because there's games that I'll like, I get a bad feeling about. So mm-hmm. I'll I'll mm-hmm. I'll set my DVR and just start recording it and like do some other shit, and then check yeah. the score and if things are going well, you know. But I'll, okay, <laughs> I'll check it out. But I actually remember, do you guys remember like a few years ago when New England was undefeated the whole year and then they lost the Super Bowl? Super, exactly. Nobody yes. gives a shit anymore. If anybody, if somebody, exactly. if somebody told me, Greg, the Steelers will win the Super Bowl, but they've got to lose a couple regular season games, I'd be like. Where do I sign? Like, I'll, right. I'll, I'll totally I sign agree. up. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, Allison, I want to start off with the Steeler running game. Been pretty disappointing sure. past three games. What do you mm-hmm. think's going on there? Yeah, well, I think what they're trying to do is, you know, substitute the lack of a run game with the short, with the short pass game. It, it seemed like for a while, anyway, that James Conner – I mean, he at one point had like four out of five games, 100 yards rushing earlier in the season per game. So it was looking like he was going to have, you know, a similar season to, to maybe, you know, 2018. And so things look promising. And then it just sort of fizzled out. And he's just had these games where he, he's struggling to reach, well, the run game in general you know, is, is struggling to reach 50 yards. And it's, it, it's, it's very puzzling. It's very puzzling. Obviously, anytime you listen to Mike Tomlin speak, he doesn't, we do not care. You know, uh, they don't seem to care that the, that the run game you know, isn't, isn't getting going. I mean, Connor, man, against Dallas had 22 yards rushing. And then Cincinnati, 36 yards rushing. And you look at both of their defenses against the run and you're, you know, you're salivating. You're thinking, oh, this is going to be great. You know, James Conner is going to get back to it. And, and they just don't. So there must be something, you know, I'm not an X's and O's type, type writer or, or even a football watcher, you know what I mean? But there's got to be something going on. They must have some kind of big plan because eventually they are going to play a, a top defense, you know, that um, is going to be able to limit the pass. And they're going to have to run. I mean, it might not be until maybe the playoffs, but they're going ha- to have to run the ball. And I'm just concerned that, that they're not going to be able to. <laughs> you know, and that's just. One of the things we are talking about is when the, when the playoffs come around or getting closer to playoffs, the weather changes. And here in Western mm-hmm. PA, it snows, it rains, it's windy. And the division games like, you know, Cleveland and Baltimore 
And when you're in Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, there are going to be days where the, the combination of the wind and the snow and the slippery ball, you're not going to be able to throw the ball. So mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's averaging 3.8 yards a rush, which is tied for the fourth worst in the entire oh. league. My concern mm-hmm. is coming into these playoffs, like you said, they're going to get a team that, hell, even New England uh, defensively still, with some of the best guys opting out, are stopping the mm-hmm. run. Um, right. My concern is coming up on these playoffs, they're not going to be able to score 45 points a game or four, 30 mm-hmm. points a game, and then and then what? And I think part of the problem right. that Greg was alluding to was they don't seem to be concerned, blah, blah, blah. Well, they ought to be concerned because they're not mm-hmm. going to be able to throw the ball the whole way through the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I mean, when you hear press conferences, I mean, Mike Tomlin's never going to come out and say, you know what? I'm really concerned about our run game. <laughs> you know what I mean? So internally, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe, maybe inside the organization, you know, they're having different conversations than they're having publicly. But, uh, you know, like I said, it just looks so promising, you know, because Connor, when he's on, you know, he's had some games where he just, he's been physical and he's been tough and he's been grinding it out. You know, he, there were some games where he's even dragging guys, you know what I mean? As, as he's, as he's running and it, and it was impressive to see, but geez, that just, that just went away. And it, it disappoints me for him as well, because, you know, he, he's a free agent and they, you know, there's no telling, you know, what'll, what'll happen there. One of the um, things that I know, Connor, but one of the things that I noticed, Allison, is his best games, guess who was playing on the line? Rookie Kevin Dodson. Dodson. Dotson. Dotson, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. He, he was mm-hmm. yeah. That guy is just an absolute road grader. And mm-hmm. Duty and mm-hmm. I talked about him during the draft. We did a big draft show and I love this kid. I I mm-hmm. me too. Know, and uh you know, it just doesn't seem like and I, we were Duty and I were talking about this before that we started the podcast before you called in was why are they continuously running Connor laterally now? Like get him, uh-huh. get him in between uh-huh. the tackles, you know, pull a guard, you know, try to make a hole in the middle. But I mean, Connor's a great athlete. Don't get me wrong, but he's not like Anthony McFarlane can get out there and turn the corner. Okay. Right. Uh, uh-huh. But uh-huh. Snell and so Connor, Snell. Snell and Connor, though, are more between the tackles guys. I'm, I'm even questioning the play calling as far as the run game's concerned. Yeah, Fichtner, he's a puzzle, man. I mean, you know, he just, you just wonder, you know, he takes a step forward and two steps back, like Paul Abdul said. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's, 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 it's just, it's really frustrating because, you know, it seems like, especially with Matt Canada, you know, they, they, there was all this talk in the off season about, you know, Matt Canada. I mean, obviously he's the quote unquote quarterbacks coach but he's you know they're also leaning on him you know for offensive plays and you've you've seen the playbook change a little bit you know getting into the more the college style type of offense but or they're trying to although they're one of the last teams in the league to to finally you know evolve but i think big ben calls the plays i don't care what anybody says you can tell him what Mm -hmm. you want to run and then he gets to the line of scrimmage and then he changes Mm -hmm. it if he has any inkling whatsoever that it's not going to work, he makes he makes the call, and I think that what makes him so much better than anybody that quarterbacked the team last year. 
but see, but see, that's <laughs> what. But see, what disturbs <laughs> me about that, though, what I'll say is then, if they're running Connor laterally, they've got no confidence in their inside running game. They've got no confidence right. in. Well, Greg, in, going back to your your lineman point, well, we talked about that guy in the draft, and the last thing we said was we said we you know let's watch tape on this guy and let's see what what about him. We both said this guy can block anybody in the run game. But he mm-hmm. can't block anybody in pass protection because he was young. We thought he would get better. And I'm just wondering if Big Ben doesn't want him pass protecting just yet. I, I think it's more – it's probably more along the lines of, you know, once DeCastro was healthy and got back in, mm. you know, you're, you're – Well, DeCastro is one of the best linemen in the league. There's no doubt. Right. But, um, you can't tell me that this – that the Castro can't run block uh, because I I won't agree with that. Who I mean Allison, it's just going to have to be a work in progress. I think Coach Tomlin, during the press conference, said um, I, I believe it was the comment around, "Hey, you guys were bitching and moaning about our third down defense, and we got it corrected. We fixed it. Cincinnati <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cincinnati goes 0 for 13 on third down." on Sunday and he says he's going to fix the running game. It's Cincinnati. It's not like Kansas city back there. Kansas Cincinnati can go over 13 (laughs) against the three of us and a couple pickup dudes in the backyard. If we get get lucky. (laughs) I mean, remember backyard ball, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, they, they definitely benefit uh, from some, from their schedule so far, but the whole division Mm. plays the same, the NFC East and, Everyone said right. that Baltimore was going to run against them, and obviously Pittsburgh Steelers' strength is their defense. But mm-hmm. when you, it's even more exasperating when you look at stats. Like I was actually doing some prep for this show tonight. Don't ask me why. He actually did it. prep. Wow. <laughs> the last prep I did was for the colonoscopy before this one. <laughs> That's the worst. I'm sorry. Yeah. To hear that. So when I was doing this, their offenses, their stats are not good. The only stat that the Steelers are good at, even passing the ball a yards per game, they're in the middle of the NFL. But mm-hmm. where they're scoring is they're not kicking field goals. They're scoring touchdowns. And right. again, my concern is against the defense in the playoffs, there are times when the, the field shrinks, you're in the red zone, and you're going to have to kick a field goal instead of scoring that touchdown. Their, their percentage mm-hmm. of touch, excuse me, touchdowns, I chugged that Dos Equis to get my point in. It's starting to burp up on me. <laughs> but the percentage City? of scoring touchdowns is very high, and I, I just don't know if it's mm-hmm. sustainable. And, Greg, to your point, everybody says, well, co- teams are better once they lose. I, I, I don't understand that. I don't get it. I don't grasp the concept. Maybe if you want to say that somebody beat them because they found out one of their weaknesses and they exploited it, and then they can fix it. Okay, maybe. Um, I, I'm, <laughs> I'd rather go 16-0 and 0 and then head into the playoffs <laughs> as a number one seed. I, I'm not buying that you're a better team once you lose a game or two, but that's just mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're gonna need that. that they're gonna need that uh, that bye week for sure, mm-hmm. heading into the playoffs because you know obviously we don't need to be reminded you know what happened uh, what happened week four. So, but yeah, they're they're definitely. I mean, obviously the Titans are you know in the same situation, but screw the Titans. Yeah. 
Well, and again, between Tennessee and Baltimore now looks very beatable all of a sudden because mm -hmm. I mean, what, Greg, what did I tell you at the beginning of the year? Stack the box, stop Baltimore's run, and make that guy throw 30 times to beat you, especially if you get a mm -hmm. touchdown lead. And nobody did it. They just kept getting ran on all over the field. And guess what? Now people are making them throw, and they're not doing well. Right. What yeah, that Baltimore game was scary. It was like 270 yards rushing between, you know, Lamar Jackson and the running backs. That was – I mean, they did run the ball like 50 times. So it's right, like – exactly. You know, I, that's a lot of times. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? But still it's, it's like – It's like watching you know, a professional Georgia Tech. I I got to I, I got I to tell you, one of the I remember during that game, the, the one moment in that game that just sticks out in my memory is the interception that Jackson threw to Alex Highsmith that completely mm -hmm. turned turned that game around. The complexion of that game mm -hmm. changed right then and there. And Tony Romo mm -hmm. said, why are you throwing the ball? Right. You don't I, need, I, you just ran the whole way down the field. Right. You you've been running all over the why do you why are you throwing there? And mm -hmm. but but I mean to your point about the Baltimore game, um, we lost our best run stuffer early in that game to injury. Mm -hmm. So uh Alu you know, or Alu Alu, I'm sorry, I pronounced it wrong. Alu Alu got injured early in that game and I think that that had an effect and then we really get to see how important he is on the inside of that line as far as right, stop and right. run. Well, let's mm -hmm. stick with that, Greg, because I want to ask Allison, you know, they lost, they lost their, uh, their linebacker. Devin Bush. On a freak mm -hmm. non-contact injury near the sidelines. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when you're, when you're writing about the Steelers and you're listening to Tomlin and you're doing this, they, they've put some other linebackers in there that everybody seems to hate, mm -hmm. but I think they're doing okay with those substitute linebackers. What have you been seeing from mm -hmm. the linebacker, the depth in the linebacker situation, and are you concerned? Um, yeah. So I was concerned initially, you know, when Bush went down, because it was already a position that they didn't, that the, you know, I wasn't all that confident in their depth with to begin with. Right. And because Gilbert, you know, nobody knows, really knows what he could do. I mean, and th this was before, you know, the switcheroo, you know, this was before Bush went down, you know, thinking, you know, what's wrong with, you know, is he okay? You know, he had a, the back injury. And of course we had Marcus Allen who, you know, all of a sudden became a linebacker and Spillane. I mean, nobody knew he, you know, it, it was just a lot of question marks, you know, behind Devin Bush, but you know, Spillane has, has played well. I was surprised. I really thought that we would see, we would have seen more of Williamson by now. Obviously, you know, it's a learning curve, but you know, he was drafted by Tennessee and he learned under Dick LeBeau. So you would think that he would be more ready. And again, I don't know if that's not, if that's why he's not playing as much, maybe if, if he's not ready or if they just planned on bringing in a starter caliber player to be a backup you know because that's essentially I mean obviously it's a rotating position but you know to, you know I'm, I'm just you know going off on a tangent here but Spillane has played well you know I, I think a, everybody was really like uh-oh and you know most Devin of the Bush Pittsburgh media can't wait to replace that kid mm-hmm 
Spillane? Nobody likes Spillane. that Spillane kid. All he does is make plays. Aww. All he does is make tackles. That's yeah. all he does. Right, yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. I was so happy for him there, man. I was like, wow, this is great. You know what I mean? Like, you know, linebackers. You know, Pittsburgh's known for their linebackers. And so there's a lot of pressure, you know, on, on, on Swain. And he's, you know, yeah, he's a tackle machine. He's, he's, he's playing, you know, very well. I mean, obviously, nobody can really come in and, and replace Devin Bush. But a couple of interesting things about I think considering a- the situation, he's doing well. I think a couple interesting too. things about Avery Williamson is he played at Kentucky with Bud Dupree. Mm-hmm. So, he did. so, you know, they, they played together and I'm sure, you know, if I was the coaching staff, I'd be talking to Bud Dupree about him before we pulled right. the trigger on that. And, no doubt. and, and the way, mm-hmm. you know, he was a pretty good player for the jets, but he's playing for the jets. So surrounding right. himself yeah. with better talent, it'd be curious to see, mm-hmm. to see how well he plays. And again, you know, okay, you, you went ahead. Well, he didn't get into – he wasn't allowed into the building until the Saturday before, the day before the Dallas game. So you figured right. Williamson wasn't going to play very much. And then mm-hmm. now you got the mm-hmm. Cincinnati Bengals. I think it's more a matter of just weaning him in. I now, think he needs to learn right. the playbook. Yeah, and, and, and look, on the other side, Vince Williams is playing like an animal right now. He's oh just killing it. He's just killing it. Like he was shot out of a cannon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa, where did this guy come from? Exactly. Where, where Vince Williams, remember, Vince Williams plays well when he doesn't play full time. Right. Mm-hmm. When he is rested and he can just pin his ears back and go to the ball, he's always been good. The problem with him is when he plays every down, he's like 85% every down, every play, and he's not nearly as dynamic. But, but, I, but, but too, and I don't know if you've, if you've noticed this too, Allison, I, when I've been watching, watching the games, the Steelers have done some really, really interesting things with their linebackers. They're, they're almost playing like a 3-5-3 a three, five, a, a three, five, three alignment, where mm-hmm. I've even seen Bud Dupree lined up like almost over the center of the guard. Yeah, right. and and they're moving those guys around. And hell, look, if you've got the gift of a Bud Dupree and and a T.J. Watt, and you can mm-hmm. move those guys around, really, that, you know, yeah, d- losing Devin Bush hurt, but it wasn't a mm-hmm. season killer. Well, wouldn't you agree with that? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Because like you said, you know, there's, you know, our linebackers are so versatile that. That it's like you know they're interchangeable and they're just given opposing offenses you know major major headaches and major problems. It's like how do you plan for that type of, the type of defense that Pittsburgh plays? You know I just think it's it's a game changer. Are you sure. as are you as pleasantly surprised with Alex Highsmith as I am? Oh man, yeah, yeah. You know it sort of makes. I mean I know we were going to talk about Dupree, so we might as well start start. Yeah, now. let's go yeah, there. It's, it's let's go transition. there. Yeah, let's because go yeah, I mean, I think the second I honestly wrote in the off season about how I mean the Steelers. I just feel like the Steelers, and I know obviously I'm not the only one. I just don't think they're going to be able to to afford to keep him, especially with the way he's playing right now. You know, they have they have to to look at what you know. Obviously, he was he's got the fifth year option, so that sort of you know. As a, ga- as a, ga- a stopgap, but it's like uh, he's going to be expensive. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like Mott's going to want a lot of money mm-hmm. and they have to plan for that. And they're already like $20,000 in the red. You know, they're one of 10 teams. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're not the only team, but with the salary cap situation, you know, assuming that it's going to be around $175,000, you know, their, their top 51, you know, puts them $21,000 or 21, uh, 21 million. In the red. So million. Yeah. 21 million in the red. Right. When I said that's 000, why I don't I think like, they're going to resign Connor. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I, that's, that's exactly I why I think Connor's yeah. in trouble. You cannot play running backs yeah. in this day and age. Right. Yeah. No, you definitely can't. But it's one of those situations like, where is he going to – he's going to go somewhere and he's not going to be a starter because he's not – the way he's playing right now anyway, he's not He's not starter – you know, he just doesn't have starter talent. I mean, he's not showing it anyway. So it's like – it's almost like he's, he's the resume right now, you know, for, for his future team. And he's – you know, they're not – the Steelers aren't doing a good job of, you know, letting him run the ball. You know, they're just not, they're not creating holes for him. It seems like, I just have this feeling like Tomlin said, you can do one or the other guys. You can protect Ben Roethlisberger or you can let James Conner run. What do you want to do? (laughs) You know what I mean? Because it seems like the defense, obviously, you know, you're not going to be a hundred percent and pass protection 100% and run blocking. It's just, that's just not how it works. But it, it's, it definitely seems like they are, the defense is, um, you know, uh, I'm sorry, the offense, the offensive line is just so much better at, you know, protecting, protecting Ben than they are, you know, creating holes or situations where, where Connor can get through or, or any other running back. You know, well, you'd through, be hard so. pressed to find if you asked the trivia question, what quarterback's getting the ball out of his hand the quickest in the NFL this year? You wouldn't find many right. people that would guess Ben Roethlisberger. Uh-uh. Right, right. That's yeah, not yeah. his MO. Yeah. He's a big boy that'll get three guys dogpile on him to get him down, and he'll pump fake 36 times and then go deep. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's working. It's working. Out. It's working. He does, yeah. yeah. It is working. It's working. Yeah, and yeah, I, it's definitely working. Going back to Dupree, I, I can't see them mm-hmm. franchising him again because Mm -mm. of the price tag of it. But the reason I I mentioned Highsmith and when I've watched some of the tape on him, he's been really, Mm -hmm. really impressive for the, for the small amount of snaps he's been in. And Mm -hmm. duty remembers when we did our draft special, I was really high on this kid. I was really high Mm -hmm. on him. And, and for, for, for really one reason only, I watched him play against Clemson. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, he played for Charlotte. They got their ass handed right. to him. All right. But mm-hmm. when Dabo Sweeney is at his post game press conference after laying the wood to Charlotte, and he said, My offensive line just told me that this guy, Alex Highsmith, was the best linebacker they've played against in their careers. Mm-hmm. These guys have played against the Alabamas and the Ohio States of the world. And they're talking Mm -hmm. about this kid from Charlotte. Right. And I'm like, wow. So would you say he's exceeded your expectations, even with what you've seen from him? 
Yeah, definitely. I, honestly, I think when they when they drafted him, that was a writing on the wall, you know, for Dupree. I mean, I, again, I d- didn't think that they were going to be able to afford him anyway, and I sort of feel like this is, you know, this, this is, you know, his play has proven that he can he he's worthy of the promotion, you know, once Dupree walks in free agency for sure. Right. Right. And, and, and yeah, that was one hey. guy that we disagreed on, Allison. Yeah. I would not have signed Dupree mm-hmm. to the franchise tag. I think he's a mm-hmm. guy that only plays when he has money on the line, um, and he sure right. did last year. And so far this mm-hmm. year, he acts like he's going to be unemployed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think, I think that. Well. Yeah, I think that. I think that Pittsburgh just all in on everything. You know what yep. I mean? I feel like this is. This is the year they want to win. I mean, when is there ever not a year where you don't want to win the Super Bowl? But this is the year that they just went all in, and they're like, we've got to – because the only, I, I feel like it's going to be interesting to see where Dupree goes and how he does because I feel like he Dupree only got better when T.J. Watt came along. Right. So Thank you. Like That's my point. You know, yeah, that was a point yeah, I wanted to make. He's just not going to do as well outside of Pittsburgh. Well, I, so, I, I will I say mean, this about Bud Dupree. I, the year he was drafted, the NFL draft was in Chicago. And mm-hmm. I was working in Chicago, and I was coming home, and I was on Bud Dupree's flight coming back. Mm. And I actually got to chat mm-hmm. with him for a little bit, okay? Uh-huh. He is a massive human being. I mean, he is just to to watch you mean his compared fil- to you or compared to normal people. Look, I understand that <laughs> I should have been in a starring role in Lord of the Rings as a Hobbit. I get it, but <laughs> the thing is, is that he was, you know, he was impressive stature wise. And when you looked at his tape in Kentucky, he had really, really impressive tape. Everybody, you know, there wasn't really a single draft analyst that thought that that was a bad pick, but. When when Watt came in, and and mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna get to a point here. Watt came in, Bud Dupree dramatically improved. Now, mm-hmm. you let Dupree go. Alex mm-hmm. Highsmith comes in. You still have Watt. All right, that's gonna make Highsmith even better, because mm-hmm. you know you've got TJ on that one side. And hey, well you can't double team them. No, sure. you can't. And who the hell knows? Maybe they do get JJ. To come in, because that's what all the Steeler fans want. They want J.J. Watt to come right. in and play the other side. Yeah. But no, I mean. I, you better play better than Derek, that's for sure. Yeah, no kidding. Stay healthy. <laughs> who, uh, the hell signed, who the hell signs a fullback, gets rid of their fullback, uh, and then they don't use fullback? Yeah, but here's right, the thing. Yeah. Rosie Nix hasn't stuck with anybody. They don't use mm-hmm. a fullback. No, they don't use fullbacks. But anyway, I digress. I thought I, that. I thought I thought they were going to like I thought well maybe hey because they signed him to what like a three million dollar it was over three million dollar contract right and it's like wait a minute are we gonna pay this guy that kind of money just for special teams and and he whiffed you know he can't don't get me wrong benefit of the doubt he just came back from a hamstring injury which isn't easy to come back from but it's like he whiffed there were like two two uh, he has one job and he sucks. <laughs> I mean, he just—he was no good against the Bengals, and no. that's just what I have to say about that. Well, listen. One of the things that Greg and I have bitched about for forever, <laughs> before we even started this, we podcast, do a lot of together. bitching. We do a lot of bitching. 
a lot. You of have pitching. a fullback. Yeah. You don't have. It's third and one and third and inches, and you got a thousand pound quarterback. And what do mm-hmm. they do? They line up in a freaking shotgun. I can't stand mm-hmm. it. I hate it. Mm-hmm. You got to put a fullback in on third and one, third and inches, just to create the freaking illusion that you might run right. the ball on third and inches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It infuriates mm-hmm. me how teams will stay yeah. in the shotgun and try to run it on third and inches. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the running right. backs still got to go six yards. Mm hmm. To get mm-hmm. the half inch, yeah, I, we just and, it drives me crazy. And hell, I hate Tom yeah. Brady more than the next guy, but he runs quarterback sneak better than anybody. Like, he does. And he can't run. And he can't run. Right. You know, and he runs mm-hmm. a quarterback mm-hmm. sneak and gets two yards. Hey, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> hell, I've seen him pick up six. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's let's move from fullback to wide receiver core. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this group. I really do. I love this crew of wide receivers. I'm not talking about individual talent, Allison, but I'm talking about as a group. Do you think this is one of the best wide receiver cores in football? Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, because I think you'd be hard-pressed to – I mean, you see all these teams, you know, the Bills and the Cards and Seahawks and even Washington, you know, they have the top individual like receiving yard leaders in the league with 900 yards, 800 yards, 700 yards, you know, numbers like that. But if you look at Pittsburgh, I mean, we have four receivers, well, three, James Washington, I kind of feel bad for, but three receivers with over 400 yards and between the four of them, 1,674 yards and 19 touchdowns. You know, and that's not including Chase's two rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, they're just uh, – you just never know. I mean, it's, it's, there's, it, it's a luxury to have too many cooks in the, in the hot kitchen of the AFC North, <laughs> you know. But, and, and I think that they're doing a great job with, you know, Ben just spreading the wealth. There's no number one receiver in Pittsburgh this year. And if I, I was is, Chase Claypool – especially for Juju. If I was Chase Claypool yeah. – and I want to get to Juju for uh-huh. – and I'm going to get to Juju in a sec. Okay. If I was Chase Claypool, I would be printing every page of the ESPN article of the top 10 and then honorable mentions rookies that get got posted today. Right. He Uh isn't, uh he's nowhere. Like he isn't even in the universe. And I'd I'd be printing that shit. And I'd be throwing mm-hmm. it all over my bulletin board because, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, what more does this, you know, what more does this guy have to do? And somebody brought up a great point on Twitter about this. It's like, you can be a rookie on a really shitty team and stand out. Right. Right. Like Higgins. Right. Thank you. But you're on a, <laughs> but you're right. on a, you're on a, a on a, 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 an undefeated football team right now. Right, and you're throwing up mm-hmm. these kind of yeah. stats. Not only that, yeah. but you're a re- yeah. you're a big reason that they are undefeated. Ex- thank you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yes, yeah. I, yeah mean, I mean, nine touchdowns for, for a rookie, and I'm the same way. I was reading that ESPN article, and again, ESPN is, is shit these days. So it's like you can't really, <laughs> you can't really, you know, they don't, you know, whatever to them. Oh yeah, but clickbait. Clickbait. Allison, right. clickbait. Yeah, you look at the honorable mentions, and it's like 
he's not even mentioned honorably. And it's like, what is, you know, he, he shouldn't even, he should be in that top 10. There's just, there's just no, no way. Top that, 10. There's because, no reason you know, he's not in the top three. No. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they kind of, uh, they were bouncing around in terms of position. You know what I mean? But still, yeah. it's like, you know, you, you look at, you, you know, C. Higgins was on there and he's got four touchdowns. Ooh, exciting. You know, and Jefferson has three touchdowns. They do, both of them have more yards, but last I checked, touchdowns are, you know, are, are scored. You right? mentioned you know it. I mean, like that. You mentioned it earlier, but he's also rushed for touchdowns. He's a threat. Yeah. He's a, he's yeah. a threat both ways. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, I, I, oh God, which game was it? I, I, I know it was one of the games, because I think Jim Nance and Tony Romo have broadcasted half of the Steeler games this year. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but, but Romo mentioned it. They were down at the goal line, and Romo mentioned something. Oh, it was against Baltimore. And he said uh-huh. before the snap, he said, watch out. They'll run Claypool right. from this. And Claypool yeah. came in motion, and just that uh-huh. distraction opened up the hole for James Conner. To go, right, and they right, actually scored yeah. because they were afraid of that. So exactly, yeah. Even having yeah. that influence is is a huge mm-hmm. part of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's a it's phenomenal. And again, like you know, especially wide receivers, this season is just unprecedented because Pittsburgh kind of you know in the past they kind of bring them along slow. You know, they start them on special teams. You know, he's like fourth on the depth chart. So, I mean, everybody sort of had these low expectations. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people just didn't think that Chaser, you know, because he's a a rookie wide receiver on the Steelers, that he wasn't going to have this kind of impact that that he's had this season. And it's just, uh, it's just, it's really awesome. But holy shit, early in the season when he was playing special teams, he was making the tackles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was the first right, one. He was, he was, yeah, he was getting tackles. down there, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, yep. It's like, whoa, who did that? Oh, my gosh, Chase Claypool. This is amazing. Let, let's, <laughs> yeah. let, let's talk about Juju. When did they infuse Heinz Ward's blood into Juju Smith-Schuster? Right. Yeah, man. I, uh, I'm i happy for the guy because, you know, I think he kind of got shit on last season because he had all this fresh, insurmountable pressure you know, to be the number one guy in his first season without Antonio Brown. You know, he had injured, injuries out the wazoo. And then, of course, you know, his, his quarterback has been throwing to him. So it's like, no, sh- no shit he had a sucky season because, you know, he just had all the cards stacked against him. Well, he year, had no yeah, Ben. He's playing like a different guy. Right. Yeah, he had no big Ben, and they double-teamed him. Right. Because uh, right. Pittsburgh yeah. didn't prove that anybody else could step up last year. Mhm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, he's playing like a different guy. He is. He he put on some weight too. If you see his physique, uh-huh. he put on some muscle. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. watching well, him fight he, for first down. I don't have any idea downs. how he has time to get into the weight room with as many TikToks and <laughs> tweets and all other social media horse shit that that guy does. Can you imagine how yeah, good he'd be he if he just shut up and focused on football? Yeah, but he's doing right, pretty yeah. good. Doing what he, him and Zach Banner are probably the two uh, best Zach social media stealers. Zach Banner's funny. Mm-hmm. He's hysterical. He is funny. Oh my god! Yeah. Did you yeah, see his? Uh, did you see his flash dance video? I did not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you've got to look that up. <laughs> it was just brilliant. Yeah. It was absolutely awesome. brilliant. 
Yeah, I'm rooting for that guy. I felt terrible for him that first night against the Giants. And Me he, too, yeah. Because he worked his I mean, ass just, off. It was all over his face. I mean, you could tell, you know, it was season ending, you know, just by the look of on his face and just the tears. I just, oh, I was, yep. I was so crushed. I think everybody, I mean, anybody who saw, because the cameras kept showing him, it's like, poor dude. Yeah, you know, but my God, we're gonna get him into the tent, you know, to come back. Yeah, put right? a, yeah exactly. Put a tent exactly. around the cart. <laughs> put a towel uh-huh. over his head. Do something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. I want to shift real quick here, Allison. I need your opinion. Uh-huh. I, I don't sure. think Pittsburgh matches up well with the Chiefs at all. And I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because the Chiefs are the kind of team that when you got Watt and Dupree and you come flying in off the side, that's when Mahomes makes a little move, gets outside and creates a big play. Mm -hmm. And the Pittsburgh traditionally, when they do that and why they're good is they'll play the same defense they've played all year, which is basically Mm. occasional bump and run man to man, but they're more of a four man rush Man, a zone type deal where they don't want to get beat over the top. They'll give you five or six yards, but hopefully you're in third and long. And it's not going to matter. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know if, and I don't know if I've ever seen Tom Tomlin change their game plan to fit a team. And I'm right. concerned yeah. that they're just going to let Kansas city. They're going to stay in that stupid zone and let Mahomes beat them. Uh, do you think mm-hmm. Tomlin will actually get together and will he change a game plan like a Belichick does? I don't think so. I'm kind of with you, either. man. He's a, he's a stubborn jerk sometimes. It's like he doesn't uh, – you would think that they would they would adjust, like you said, you know, to, to a certain team that they're playing, but it seems like they just – they don't really do that much. So – but again, when we – when we play, if the Steelers play, you know, Kansas city, it'll be in a playoff situation. So maybe that'll be, you know, maybe that'll be the, 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 the idea that changes his mind, you know, like, okay, this is the playoffs. You know what I mean? This isn't the, this isn't the regular season anymore. You know, we've got to, we got to change our, change our shit here. So I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you though. They're, I don't think that they, I, I kind of really am concerned about, how they'll do against because Kansas City's, you know, they're the number one offense in the NFL as far as I'm aware of. So, well, um, here, here's here's my take. Here's my take. You're not going to shut out the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, you're no, not going to shut them. No, out. you just got to outscore them. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. and I got to be honest with you. I don't mm-hmm. think Kansas City's defense is that great. No, I, they're not. They're they're not that you're great. Right. So if you look at the Raider game, okay, uh, Derek Carr. Yeah. Walked into Arrowhead, went 22 for 31 for 347 yards and three touchdowns. Okay? Mm-hmm. And they also ran the ball an average of 6.3 yards per carry. Now, we talked about the Steelers mm-hmm. running game. Something if it improves, Right. If it's, uh, it's something they're going to have to improve on. But here's the thing. Carr averaged nine yards, intended air yards per passing attempt. So... Every time the ball was in the air, it traveled at least nine yards. So yeah, he it, wasn't dumping it down. No, he wasn't dumping it down. But I think the Kansas City defense is susceptible. I don't think they're that good. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is right. Pittsburgh's going to have to just get ready for a shootout and hope that their their defense 
can do a better job at getting Kansas City off the field on third down. Yeah, I, right. I agree with that a little bit, but my point is, and I said Kansas City because that was the first one that I thought of quarterback. You got a lot of teams in the AFC that are becoming Kansas City-ish. One is the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. The other one is the Miami Dolphins. And the other one is the Tennessee Titans that will play action pass. They'll get the ball. And when you rush, they will run. Uh, Tuavia now is quarterback in Miami. He can get outside. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Josh can in Buffalo. And nice. Kerry Collins. Yeah. Or not Kerry Collins. Kerry <laughs> Collins. <laughs> Jesus. What? You're you're going back to your Penn State days, for God's sake. Had, get your head out of your there. ass. Ryan, Ryan uh, Tannehill. Those yeah. guys, he can run more than people give him credit for when, when he has yeah. to get around the corner. So my point is. The AFC is, you know, it's a it's a copycat league, and a lot of those AFC teams are trying to play the way Kansas City does. Get mm -hmm. you to commit more people on the rush, so you have fewer people covering, and when you come, the quarterback can get out around the pocket and hit somebody deep. Here's the, uh, right. uh, Allison, uh, here's, here's where I think the difference is for the Steeler defense, okay? They do create turnovers. So Kansas City, because mm -hmm. Kansas City can drive the ball from their own 15 down to the Steelers' 30, and Watt can come around the edge and strip, strip the ball. Like it, it doesn't, I, I, you know, I don't give a rat's ass how far you drove the ball. You give it up, that that drive is blown. Right. Mm -hmm. So does that look like an advantage? An advantage that the Steelers would have to you? Just their way of creating turnovers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Anytime you know, no matter who they're playing, you know, there's always there's always going to be that that uh, the opportunities that the Steelers create in terms of, you know, getting turnovers. So uh -oh. yeah, if we can do it with, you know, I'm sort of going to look at uh, Patrick Mahomes. I'm not sure, or Kansas City in general, how many uh, how many turnovers they've, they've had this season. I don't, I don't really know. Not but, many. Um, right, yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, maybe Pittsburgh can be that team that, uh, you know, that changes things. But, again, it's, it's still, you know, we still have a long season left, but I definitely feel like we're gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna end up being I, Pittsburgh and you know Kansas City. I gotta tell you, if the Raiders came in here for a divisional playoff game, they would scare the shit out of me. Well, and they beat them. Yeah. Back when Pittsburgh was good, and they sucked. They beat them in Oakland. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. let's stay on the. Uh, let's look uh, at the defensive side a little bit. I want to talk about Minka Fitzpatrick. Because, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. He was taking some shit earlier in the season. Everybody's like, "Where's yeah, Minka? He was. Where's Minka? Minka? Did we, uh -huh. did we waste that first round draft pick? You know, and now, right. and now we're starting to see the old Minka. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, it, do you That's think why Steeler fans absolutely suck ass? <laughs> After the year that Minka Fitzpatrick had last year, and you come in here. And give him shit for a couple bad games or a couple games. They weren't even bad games. He freaking just didn't get an interception. Right, right. Well, I think that's the thing. I mean, it's like last season, you know, in mid season or early season trade, and and he just lit it up. Like he didn't. It didn't even seem like there was much of a learning curve or anything for him. You know, he just lit it up. And I think because he had such a phenomenal season, there were such high expectations for him. So the second you're right, the second he didn't have an interception, yep. oh no, you know what I mean? What's what's wrong with Minka? 
you know, but he's definitely the reason. I mean, there were there were opportunities. I think it was at the very end of both of the Ravens and the Cowboys games where it could have been a touchdown, and and he, you know, swatted it down. So, I mean, yeah, he's he's been. I mean, obviously, you can't really compare it to last season because that was just. I mean, geez, that was just phenomenal. Yeah, you know, well, Greg, but he's you mentioned along, for sure. Greg, you mentioned about teams and creating turnovers. That's not a team thing. You you have certain players mm-hmm. on each team that have a knack of knocking the ball away or picking the ball up. That's Minka Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. Other people have caused fumbles or doing whatever, but you got to have a guy who walks the walk and he doesn't just talk the talk. He actually comes out and does his shit. Mm-hmm. Minka Fitzpatrick is one of the guys that that creates turnovers, whether it's punching a ball out when he's supporting the run, whether it's picking something off. I've never seen a tipped pass land in someone's chest 650 times perfectly in my life. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. And you can say what you want, but it's because he's in the right position. Mm-hmm. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just say yeah, this. He even, definitely can read defense. Even though he played a different position, even though Ike Taylor was a cornerback, you could let the ball fall in his chest and he still would have dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> Hands of stone. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you see anything different with Minka, though? Or, or is it just – see, like, because I thought, well, maybe, you know, offenses are avoiding his side of the field early in the season, or, mm-hmm. or does it look like they're shifting him around more to make him more available? It's interesting because, you know, the secondary was uh, was really the bright spot, you know, for once last season. You know, it took them however many years to finally get, um, you know, in terms of coverage, you know, the, the secondary going and, and with Nelson and with Fitzpatrick and things. And I don't really know. It seems like, uh, seems like they're doing different things, you know what I mean, than they were last season. More, and you know, I haven't really been able to put my quite put my finger on it. More but, stunts, uh, more more different looks, because because right, right. Joe Burrow, yeah. Joe Burrow looked confused. He looked. He did. Yeah, he did. You know. Uh huh. And and yeah. well, look, you mentioned it earlier. When you're playing a cornerback, and your defense only gives the quarterback two and a half seconds to throw, you can jump routes. The problem right. is when you don't get home, and Russell Wilson and Mahomes and Allen, when all those guys that can that can make that blitzer miss, that's why it's a big play when they get outside. Because these D backs, there's not a D back in the world. There, he's not been built yet. Deion Sanders could not cover a receiver if he had three, four seconds. He had to stay with him. It's impossible. You can't mm-hmm. do it in the NFL. So as long as Pittsburgh, remember, he came from Cleveland. He was good in Cleveland. And they mm-hmm. didn't exactly have the world's best pass rush back then. So right. I think a lot of his success and a lot of Pittsburgh's defense is you only have to pay attention for two and a half seconds because if you don't, <laughs> that's when Watt and Dupree and whichever linebacker's coming in, that's when that's all mm-hmm. you have to throw. You can't wind up mm-hmm. and throw it deep, and you can't get to your third percent, third progression against Pittsburgh, and it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. It does indeed. The, um, you know, when you when you look at the uh, when you look at this rookie class for the Steelers, this yeah, is pretty damn impressive. 
I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely agree. I, uh, I'm just, I'm just, I love Dotson. I'm like you, man. I love Dotson. A friend of mine went to a Steelers game not too long ago in Pittsburgh and I asked her to look and see if they had any Dotson jerseys and they didn't. I was bummed. I mean, I know he's not a starter. Yeah. I think at that point he was starting because, you know, the Castro was injured, but the right. guy, you know, she asked the guy at the pro shop and, and he's like, he's not even a star. He's a rookie. He's not even a starter yet. I'm like, well, what the, you know, yeah, well, I want to put the money up. Yeah. Plus I want another, I want a jersey that has 69 on it. Right? Hey, I mean, hey, who yeah. doesn't? <laughs> well, you know? I'd buy that one if it didn't have a name. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. When hey, you, whose number's that? Went... It's everybody's number. Right. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> it cracked me up when he went on social media and he's like, went, after he got drafted, and he's like, here's the numbers that are available. And like one of them was 69, and everybody was like, 69, 69, 69. That's the one, my friend. I just thought that. <laughs> it cracked me up. Yeah, I just love the guy. I mean, I got a chance to I got a chance to interview him uh, after he was drafted for Steelers Wire, and he's just he's just good. He's just a good guy all around. And, and who who doesn't love the story? You know what I mean? Oh, like, he grew yeah, up a Steeler fan. fan. Like he grew up, a... and he's so young, so he knows Ben. You know what I mean? Like he grew up with Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, who gets? That's a dream come true. That like you know, it's such a slim chance. Yeah, you know that you're gonna end up playing for a team that you know you grew up liking, and so he didn't, I just think he, that, it's, that it's great. He you know? didn't get invited to the playing. combine. He didn't get invited to the combine. Right. So he had that chip yeah. on his shoulder. I was watching film uh-huh. of him playing against Alabama, and mm-hmm. he was blowing guys off the line. Yeah, he was a man child. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just crushing guys, and. You know, I, I I liked him out of the draft. Now, Duty hasn't thrown me under the bus yet, but I'm going to go ahead and throw myself under the I bus. I wasn't going to mention it. Yeah, I actually wanted the Steelers to take Dobbins instead of Chase Claypool. I was a little bit disappointed. Oh, I'm the same way. I yeah. I agree. I I was I won't I won't say that I I was totally like, why didn't he take Dobbins there? What the hell? Right. You know, I was upset cuz I thought that they needed a, a running back more than they needed a wide receiver, but you know, we're and I think Dob- and that's the thing. The fact that he went to the Ravens pissed me off. I'm like, oh shit! You know we what mentioned I mean? like, that. Not only did they not draft him, but it's like now we gotta watch him twice a year at least. You know? Yeah, we we, so, we he ran he ran all over us. Yeah. What's that? We mentioned we said the exact same thing. We always right, yeah during the draft and people we like, people we didn't like, and sleepers and bust. We do all that stuff and. We disagreed mm-hmm. on Claypool a lot. I love Claypool coming out of Notre Dame. He and mm-hmm. I, I, but I like Dobbins too. And I, but and I said we both, Greg and I both said, I can't believe Dobbins fell to Pittsburgh. You're right. When right. They need they mm-hmm. need a guy that can run, and I I would have taken him. I would have taken him ahead of Claypool. But when they yeah. took Claypool, everyone in Pittsburgh like thought that they. You know, their dog just died. I'm like, well, you guys are not. This, <laughs> this kid can play. And uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know he would be this good this fast. But, uh, Me neither. I, no. I, but, again, we both agreed that we would have taken Dobbins with that pick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Claypool, I mean, I don't think anybody, you know, before training camp, you know, everybody was like, you know, he's, he's going to come along slow. But then training camp, I mean, he just every, every – uh, pool report that I would get from the Steelers, like he was on it like four or five times, just making these 
you know, sideline catches. And again, it's not a live game. So, you know, you kind of got to wonder, you know, what that's all about. But yeah, he's just, he's, he's impressed the shit. I think out of everybody. He's just yeah. You can't out. cover him. Um, he just must no. play mm-hmm. so much faster than he even looks. And he ran a mm-hmm. good 40. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. One of the reasons right. I like yeah, him, yeah. you know, how do you not like big and fast? I mean, that's crazy. It's right, kind of like exactly. DK Metcalf in Seattle. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's, what's not to like, but uh, right. yeah. So I, I think, I think Pittsburgh has a, has as good a shot as anybody at winning the Super Bowl this year. I think mm-hmm. unfortunately the AFC is going to have by the end of the year, they're going to have Miami. They're going to have Buffalo. They're going to have mm-hmm. even, even Tennessee. And I'm not so sure Baltimore. I don't, I'm not so sure Lamar Jackson is if people keep making him pass 30 times a game, I don't know how many more games. Are gonna yeah. win. Um, right. but there's going to be some good, very good yeah. early playoff games. Pittsburgh's going to have to get by. The Super Bowl champion is mm-hmm. coming out of the AFC. I'm sorry. You would think so. Yeah. You, that's the way it looks to mm-hmm. me, even though I know the national media would love to see Tom Brady win another one. Um, I mean, it's either that or they're right. coming out of the NFC East with as good as that division is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, gi- the freaking Giants or Redskins are going to win that division. Now, just, oh my <laughs> right. God. Right. And they yeah. might have won it at yeah. 5 and 10, 5, 10 and 1. Mm-hmm. Sweet yeah, Jesus. Something wrong there, yeah. But it's going to be interesting. I mean, because if you look at, you know, the the Steelers have played three good teams. Like, in terms of, I mean, obviously, any team you play, you just never know, as we saw, you know, with Dallas. You know, and any because the Steelers have this huge target on their backs, you know what I mean? A Jacksonville yeah. is going to come out and give us a game. You know what I mean? Well, Jacksonville Washington nearly knocked off Green Bay. They yeah, nearly right. walked into Lambeau yeah, and won that, that game. Like, and that was a 14-point yeah, yeah. spread. We were talking about that uh-huh. game that Sunday morning on the podcast. And I even said, I'd love to take Jacksonville here because 14 points is right. a ridiculous spread. And they nearly won the mm-hmm. damn game. Uh, I think Dallas was right. only 14. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how they, how they respond because, I mean, and again, you know, it's been a soft schedule. I mean, we've all debated how soft the schedule is, you know, but they still have – Pittsburgh still has to win last I checked. You know, they still have to play the game. They still have to beat their opponent. And you just never know what's going to happen. But, again, it's, it's going to be the playoffs is when we're really going to see. And even maybe with Buffalo, you know, is a, is a good team. You know, it's a Sunday night game. So, it's, it's going to be, you know, a barn burner. But it's uh, – it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how they, you know, how they respond as 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 a team in the playoffs. You know, because they're not gonna be able to. It's gonna be interesting to see if they can even put up these, you know, twenty eight, thirty six, thirty eight point, you know, kind well, of games. Well, just so, so you know, just so you know, uh, this just came across on from Pro Football Focus. Here are the uh-huh. NFL power rankings according to Pro Football Focus, which I, I, if I ran out of toilet paper, I would use what I printed out from Pro Football Focus. But the <laughs> number what one, because we may be coming to that again. The number one ranked team in the uh-huh. NFL in their top five. Mm-hmm. Well, let me start from the bottom. Number five, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. N- number four, Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Mm. Number three, Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> what a bunch of assholes. Number two, New Orleans <laughs> Saints. And number one, the Kansas City mm. Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> funny uh, when the Saints are without their quarterback. Yeah, he's got broken Baltimore, ribs yeah. on both sides. Pittsburgh already beat. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, lost, exactly. And has lost two or three games in a row. Mm-hmm. And Tampa, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay just because of Brady. <laughs> hey, right, yeah. Hey, we're 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 getting it up. It would on be a... kind of cool. Go ahead, go ahead, Allison. Oh, I'm just. Uh, I think it would be kind of cool because I live in Tampa. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but um, Super Bowl's here this year. Obviously, yes. Exactly that. It yes. would be kind of cool if it was Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl in Tampa. Because could you Maybe imagine all the storylines coming out of that? Oh, and Pittsburgh well, yeah. won like thirty-eight to three. That'd be glorious. Right, yeah, but I mean, Arians, Antonio Brown, you know what I mean? Oh, it would drama, just be, high the drama. The NFL would just be just, you know. Yeah, maybe crazy. they could throw another freaking week between the last week of the season and the Super Bowl so they can get more interviews in so the storylines would be so good. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Hey, that's, we, that's we talked a little bit about, like, the Steelers aren't going to be able to keep Bud Dupree. So I got a quick one here for you, mm-hmm. okay? Kind of a rapid-fire sure. question. You can only okay. keep one. Mike Hilton or Cam Sutton? No, Mike Hilton. Mike Hilton. Yeah, agreed. Okay. I take Hilton. Are we are we throwing money out the window or are we just talking about No, like I mean, you you only have enough money to keep one. Oh. Yeah, so you you can only sign one guy oh, gotcha. during the off season. Oh, okay. So they're both going to be still, free agents. I still Bill Hilton. So Cam Sutton for for a longer for yeah. signing long term. Cam Hilton or or my right. uh, I mean I'm sorry Cam Sutton or Mike Hilton. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I might cha- I might change my mind on that because Cam. I mean he's got a he's a young, he's a younger dude. You know what I mean? He's got he is playing. You know he has played fairly well. Right. You know what I mean? And with with Hilton out, but thankfully. You know he's coming back this week. Hilton is, but right. he's going to cost a lot of money too. That's that's the yeah. concern. You know, he's, well, I'm, I'm he's one cut of like eighteen agents. Right. I'll, I'll, cut, I'll cut the fullback Watt, and uh, I'm going to throw Washington in a receiver because nobody can draft a receiver like the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm going to throw right. a couple of their salaries down the drain. I'm signing them both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's been a long idea. time since the Steelers had a secondary. That was good. You can't just yeah, break yeah. it up all of a sudden. Uh-uh, this is true. Yeah, I agree with that. For so sure. before we wrap this up, long-term prediction from you, Allison. Do the Steelers go undefeated mm-hmm. in the regular season? Do they go undefeated? No. No? No, I, th- I, th- I think they're going to lose. I, I sort of foresee them losing to Buffalo and maybe the Colts. I think my, 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 where I'm stuck is that the last game of the season is against Cleveland. Are they, are they gonna, you know, it say, let's Won't just matter. say hypothetically, you know, right. that, that they're 15 and, you know, what are they gonna, you know, are they gonna sit their starters? You know, yes. Cleveland's gonna wanna beat them. You know what I mean? So it's like there's so many questions, you know, so, but again, I sort of feel like they, they may lose to Buffalo. And or the Colts. I, I That's say, my I say in the Cleveland game, they sit their starters if the game doesn't matter. If it doesn't matter right. whether they win or lose, they're in the same spot as far as the playoffs are concerned. Mm-hmm. I think, I think then you say, right. 
if you even yeah. if you even can sniff a chance, even if you know, I don't know who the hell Kansas City plays the last game of the season, but God, if they're hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars or something and you know, you know it's gonna mm-hmm. be a win. And, you know, if Kansas City wins, they've got the number one spot. If I'm the Steelers, I might consider just resting my starters. So they play looks like they play the Falcons. Oh, so the Falcons will be up twenty-eight to three with five minutes left in the game, and will blow it somehow. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. I, Pittsburgh's not going to go oh. undefeated. I, I, it's my bad. They they play the Chargers. Okay. Yeah, well, that's that could be a game. That could be a game. Or well, else, or else the Chargers could could blow a field goal at the end of the game like they did a few years ago. Look. Right. Um, <laughs> Chargers are Chargers are young. It could be a good half, but no, I, that's not going to be. They're not going to lose to the Chargers. But the Colts, yeah, Beth, Buffalo, yeah. Chargers took uh, them to they, overtime in game one this year, so you never play know. Baltimore again, yeah. And that's not going to be. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be an easy game after they already beat them once. Baltimore knows right. that they that this team beat us. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Cleveland, a division game. I'm surprised they had an easy time with Cincy this past week. Just because mm-hmm. it's a division game, you, I don't. I think Pittsburgh might end up losing three games at the end of the year. But you know, thirteen mm-hmm. and three is going to get you the number one spot, hopefully. Right. Yeah. Depending on what Kansas say. City, what Kansas City does, but mm-hmm. well, it's going to be an interesting. Still the home field the whole way through until the AFC Championship game. It's going to be an interesting rest of the season and then going into the playoffs. It's always a lot of fun because it looks like the Steelers are going to be back in it. Allison, we're, we're at an hour. I want to give you a chance. Tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Sure. Sure. Uh, They can find me on Twitter at Steelers wire AK and on Facebook at writer Allison Kohler. And of course, if they want to read my articles, SteelersWire.com. All right, Allison. Of course, Allison, your home address and personal phone number. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, we can't thank you enough for joining us. We'd love for you to come back as the season goes on and we get into the playoffs. Maybe, Allison, when we get closer to the playoffs, we can get together and uh, when things are more hitting in stone, we'll see if there's any injuries. God forbid. And uh, we'll get your take on what's happening closer to the time. Sounds good. All right. Well, hey, everybody, make sure you check us out on Twitter, on Facebook. You can hear the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. So make sure you check us out. If you got a comment, if you want to know how the podcast was, if you got a suggestion, you can always email us at basementsportspodcast at gmail.com. That's basementsportspodcast.com at gmail.com and until next time we'll see you later thanks everybody appreciate it thank you allison thank you guys